Welcome to another live session of the Potter's Gate Online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips. I came to Allah. Wonderful day. We want to bless the Lord for this beautiful day. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, I hope you had a wonderful night rest. I had a wonderful night rest. I had uh, early night yesterday. Woke up this morning, energized, fresh, and just took some time to pray and seek the face of God. We want to thank God once again for his love and goodness and, and grace over our life. Father, we thank you for another day like this to be alive and to be in your presence, to share life and to share fellowship with your people all across the world. We thank you for giving us another opportunity, O oh God, to see this brand new day, this beautiful day that you have created. Lord, even as we begin to unpack the realities of your intentions for this day, Father, we want to bind our heart, soul, and body, O oh God, to your intentions and to your desire. We ask this morning that our heart will focus on that which you've planned and designed and ordained for us. Help us, Father, to journey with you. Help us not to be distracted or be sidetracked, O oh God, as you continue to speak to us about the issues of our soul this morning. Help us once again to learn new things as we open your word to look at what your spirit, O oh God, is saying. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that we will understand your heart and will follow the intentions of your desire. We bless and we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. This morning, uh, um, we're going to go straight into the word of God. Several things we uh, quickly want us to look into. The first thing I, I would like us to uh, uh, consider this morning is the book of Hebrews chapter 4. We're, we're still dealing with the issues of, you know, the soul food, right? These are days where the Spirit of God is emphasizing on the issue of our soul deliverance, okay? Our soul is coming to a day of freedom. Uh, it's an exciting thing to know that we are entering into a time, into a season where heaven is speaking to us. Heaven is amplifying issues regarding, amen, the redemption, the salvation of our soul. And I'm excited about that. So we, we really want to continue to allow the Spirit of God to lead us and to guide us, to open our heart, to open our understanding to the things that we need to know and to understand how the soul can even manipulate us, even in this whole process of, you know, its deliverance and its transformation. The soul is very, 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 you know, uh, 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 deceptive. And we believe the Lord that as, as the Lord continue to allow us to check the word and see what the word of God says regarding amen, the realities and the conditions of our soul that we will yield our soul, okay, to, to its redemption. Okay, let's look at Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. I want to see something there that I believe the Lord all right, just dropped in my spirit just before I began this morning. All right, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, For the word of God is alive and active. Now, that is the first thing I quickly want to highlight this morning that the word of God that we are using, that we are applying, okay, that we are connecting with. The scripture says the word is alive and active. In other words, this, this word is not, it's not a dead word because that is the point where many people, I, I guess, get frustrated when they are not sure that what they're saying, what they're proclaiming, all right, is, is, is powerful enough to bring a change. Now, the moment you begin to realize that the word of God, amen, it's not just some dead wood word. It's not just some words, all right, that is just based on information and acquired, you know, knowledge. No, the word of God, the Bible says, is alive. The word of God is active. That changed, amen, the whole concept of our approach to the things of the spirit. Like I always say, when we are engaging in spiritual warfare, we don't use any other thing than the word of God. All right? And this is not just something that is limited to, you know, the church alone, to the body of Christ. Like I said, where I came from, you know, uh, from the Yoruba tribe in Nigeria, all right? I could still remember back in those days where, you know, you, you find two, two warriors fighting. While they have their charms and they have whatever they have in fighting, they use words. You see, they, they will have to summon certain, you know, spirit by words. They will have to, you know, make certain declarations by words, all right? And if, if your word is, is weaker than the other person, guess what? You fall, you, you, you give in, all right? And, and, and you know, I, I get captivated sometimes when they show this thing on, you know, on the TV and you see this, this man holding his horn, all right, which he believes is, is being powered with all kinds of, you know, of, of authority. And he's using that horn, but he's speaking words, 
He's speaking words, nothing else. He's speaking words. And obviously believing that what he's saying, all right, will, will summon certain power, will summon certain spirit, all right, to go into action to defeat his enemy. It's the same image we have about the word of God. The only thing, we don't have any other things supporting. We don't have no horns. We don't have no oil somewhere. We don't have no, you know, secondary element, all right, to eat. We don't have no, you know, a, a, a crucifix. We don't have no chain. We don't have no bangle, amen. We only have, amen, the, the authority and the authenticity of the life of Christ in us. That when we speak words, excuse me, things change in the heavenly realms. Things, things change in the earthly realm. Things, things change within our community. All right. Thank you so much for connecting this morning. So, so we, we, we need to understand the position and the place of the authority of God's word in our life. Because if we don't know that the words that we speak, they are spirit and they are life, like Jesus said, then we are already defeated. For us to begin to step into a day of victory, either in the realities of our soul life or in any other you know, condition of existence, we must learn how to believe, trust, amen, and use God's word. God's word is life. He gave us, I mean, the Bible says the world that we live in today are created, literally created by the spoken words of God. The Bible says God still uphold all things by the word of his power. The words that we speak are words of life. Thank you so much, Pastor, for connecting this morning. The words that we speak are not ordinary words. These are not just secondary information acquired from somewhere. Words are life. Words are power. Amen. God creates words. Amen. To enable us to be able to interface with him. That's why prayer, amen, is one of the most powerful, you know, a, a spiritual activity that we can engage in. Then when we begin to pray, amen, our words go into action in the spirit realm to start changing things, to start realigning things, to start developing and, and creating things. We cannot, you know, uh, uh, underestimate, amen, the power of words. It says for the word, for, 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 for the word of God is alive. When you say something is alive, it means that thing is active. It means that thing has got amen, its own its own faculty. That thing has got its own brain. It's got its own you know a, a engineering system. It's got its own mechanism. That thing, amen, it's not just some robot. That thing, amen, can talk. That thing can walk. That thing, amen, can create things, can do things, can provide. That things can stop, amen, the activities of the enemy. That things can transform you, amen. The Bible says, for the word of God, not just any human words, not just any other word. The word of God, I'm reading Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, all right? We're still dealing with the issues of, you know, uh, uh, of our soul and we're dealing with soul food. But we need to understand the nature and the environment, amen, of our soul and the kind of authority that is required to bring the soul under divine alignment, under divine authority, under divine submission, okay? Like we've been saying, many of the things that are happening around us today, including our own personal life, are issues of the soul. Are issues of the soul. We know so much about what God says, amen, regarding our spirit, regarding our authority. The problem is, amen, our soul has not come into consonant, into agreement, into, you know, alignment, amen, with that which our spirit already knows. And what we want to do, amen, is to bring our soul, amen, under the authority, under the leadership, under the influence, amen, of our spirit, man, so that our words, amen, can be spirit and life so that our words can actually begin to lead us and bring us into the full reality of that which heaven has ordained for us. I want to live my life, amen, in its full potential. I want to live my life in its full ordained purpose. I want to live my life in accordance to that which heaven, amen, has already promised. In accordance to that which I read, amen. I don't want to read it and I'm not seeing the reality. I'm not seeing the manifestation, amen. So there has to be a point of agreement. Agreement is the center focus of what we're dealing with. We want to bring our soul, amen, under divine agreement. We refuse our soul, amen, to run like headless chicken and do his own thing. No, we want our soul to come under the authority, amen, of our spirit. We want our soul to come under the leadership of our redemptive position in Christ. Alright? The Bible says a house divided against itself will not stand. This is the reason why we are not standing today. Because our spirit, soul, and body are divided. 
We want to bring our life under divine agreement. We want to bring our spirit, our faculty under divine agreement. So when I say I love, I truly mean what I say. When I say I hate, I truly mean what I say. When I say I forgive, I truly mean what I say. I don't say what I don't mean. Amen. I say it and every part of my my life, amen, is in agreement. That is what makes, amen, Jesus Christ different from you know, from every other, from every, every other person or any other thing in life. All right, Jesus' word, they are spirit and life. He means what he say. In fact, the scriptures say he is the word. He himself is the word, and that, in fact, that is how our life should. We should be our words. They, they say, they say, the word of the king. Where the word of the king is, there is power. Where the word of the king is presence, there is power there. Where we, where the word of the king is, there is power. Just, just think about that. Where you have the word, the, the Bible didn't say where you have the presence of the king. They say where the word of the, or, or where the word of the king is, there is power. In other words, when the king sends his word, it's like he's sending himself. Like I said some time ago, when the king sends somebody, you know, maybe an errand, he says, "Okay, you go give, you know, this other country, or go give this emissary, or go give, you know, uh, uh, this message to other people," and he, he gives the ring or he gives his scepter. That is like the king being there. He's not there, but that scepter, that ring represents his presence. And you better believe what that person is saying <laughs> or else you will incur the wrath of the king. So, so we, have, we today are the expression. We are the representative of God on earth. Why are our words not producing? Why is it that we pray, we speak, we do things and we're not seeing results? Because amen, we are divided. Because we're not in agreement amen, with what the Father wants to do. Because we're not in agreement with what we are saying. So we want to be able to come into this understanding amen, that it's high time we stop playing games. It's high time. Thank you so much, Howard, for joining this morning. It's high time we stop playing games with the things of the Spirit. It's time we come into divine union. It's time we come into divine agreement. It's time we bring every aspect of our faculty. Now, we cannot do that, amen, if we are still in agreement with our soul life. If we still love the things our soul loves. Come on. If we still love the things, amen, our faculty love. You, we, everybody knows what God hates and everybody knows what God loves. We know that by 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 you know by by default i mean even even the most wicked person knows what is right and from what is wrong they know the, the only thing is that they choose to agree you see agreement is the position of power whatever you agree with you empower whatever you agree with you empower i do not agree with lust therefore lust has no power over me i do not agree with anger therefore anger has no power over me i do not agree with poverty therefore poverty has no anger you know, you have no power over me. I do not agree, amen, with, with, you know, with hatred. Therefore, hatred has no power. Whatever we agree with, amen, we empower. <clears throat> so we've got to understand that this is where the war is. Gonna the days where we are fighting headless battle, where we are fighting meaningless battle we call warfare. This is where warfare begins because if our warfare, amen, is not in consonant, amen, with the condition, amen, of our spiritual structure, we have already lost the battle. We've lost the battle. Every, every warrior must know their enemy. Our enemy is not outside. Our enemy is within. Satan is not our arch enemy. Our arch enemy is our agreement with our fallen nature, with our fallen, rebellious, unregenerated soul. Because it's from there that the enemy, that, you know, the outside force, they say no nation is defeated without, amen, an infiltration, without, amen, you know, a support from within. Nations fall from within. Before nation can be destroyed, hallelujah, nation first must have been imploded. There must have been an implosion from within, all right? You see what is happening today in America? That is a picture of a nation that is crumbling from within. And we need to pray. We need to stand in the gap. Because for if, if you begin to look at what is happening, you can just see. You can just see. The, a nation is already divided. America is too They're already divided. The same thing we're seeing in South Africa, you can see that there's division. All right? And where there is division, you are 
empower the external force. Where there is division, you empower the, the external force. Anywhere, including your life. If there, if there is division in your life, in your home, if there is division in your marriage, in your relationship, amen. If there is division in your business, if there is division in a relationship, just take it as you're already defeated. <laughs> you're already defeated. The enemy works on division. That's why apartheid was so powerful. Is divide and rule. If you can divide the people, you can rule them. That's why today, you know, Af the African continent, amen, is still in poverty. Is still in is still impoverished, amen. This is one of the rare estates. The one of the best blessed estate on earth you find look for any mini, any mineral you're looking for on earth you find it in africa but why are we so impoverished because we are divided you say divided we fall united we stand that's a powerful principle divided we fall united we stand and that's a principle that starts from within our own life you see if you're not in agreement with yourself it say, it say, they say you cannot love others if you don't love yourself. This is what Jesus said. He said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. <laughs> you can't love people if you don't have love for yourself. You, you cannot be in agreement with others when you're not in agreement with yourself. Where your mind, your soul, your faculties are all scattered all around. All right? You, 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 <clears throat> your mind wants to go this way, then you go there. All right? You know, your, your, your flesh wants to go this place, you go there. And your spirit is saying, guys, come here. No, 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 no we're not coming. We're, we know we're in rebellion now we have to bring our life under divine agreement it's from there that, that, that we can begin to say we have power so i'm bringing my entire life the way i think the way i see my feelings my desire my passion now look at things i said this thing is not no no this thing does not glorify god this thing it doesn't glorify god so it should not edify me what does not glorify god should not edify you what does not glorify God should not edify you. Come on. I say what does not glorify God should not edify you. You should not eat, amen, fruit that will not glorify God. It's time we stop eating from the fruit of the tree of the, or tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's time you can be so knowledgeable about those things. You can be so full of God knows what about that tree, amen. That, there is knowledge in that thing. But guess what? It leads to destruction. So we, we hate it. We, we refuse it. Now, certain things you don't go near them. You, you, you leave them. Why? Because you want to build your spirit man. You say what we give attention to earlier defines amen, our position of strength. What we give attention to defines our position of strength. If we continue to give attention, amen, to wrong beliefs, wrong values, wrong concepts, amen, wrong idea, all right, and we continue to feed ourselves with wrong things in, in form of sound or, or visuals it could be movies whatever it is that we're feeding our minds like i said yesterday was it yesterday or two days ago that the mind does not know the difference between you know reality and friction a fiction fiction excuse me the, the mind does not know the, re, the difference between reality and fiction that this thing is not real but if you play it as real, if you add sound to that visual, the man, the mind, the human brain will respond as if that thing is real. That's why people get fearful. That's why people are watching movies. They're like, oh. yes, because, because you know, the mind amen, respond all right, to, to, to what he's saying. That this thing, you should be afraid of what you're watching. What, what you're hearing. If you're hearing the wrong thing, you, you are among the wrong people, you always listen to the wrong thing, you're listening to the wrong music, guess what? That thing forms a world in your mind. That's why the scriptures say we need to renew our mind, and I'll get there very soon. But the first thing that I'm emphasizing, in, emphasizing on this morning, which I believe is important, because this then begins to lay you know, an understanding in terms of foundation of how we need to see God's word and how we need to see ourselves. First of all, we're talking about agreement, but you cannot agree on what you don't even believe. You see, agreement, the place of agreement is a place of power, all right? But you also come must first believe something you've got to believe that this thing i'm agreeing with amen is something what's the what's the benefit of what i'm agreeing with all right okay if i'm agreeing that i, I let's say i'm agreeing with something that is carnal all right so what would be the benefit what would be the benefit benefit should be the reason for agreement <clears throat> benefit should be the reason Here's the principle. The Bible says, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. It disdained 
the temporal pleasure of Egypt. It disdained the temporal pleasure. Ah, come on. Egypt has got glory. Egypt has got pleasure. Egypt has got, I mean, things that will make you feel you have arrived. <laughs> yes. Babylon has got glory. They've got things that, you, you know, that, that, you know, Babylonians, when, you, when they see you have things, they, they say you've arrived. Yes. They respect you. Yes. So if, 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 if your benefit is temporary respect, if your benefit, excuse me, if, yes, if, if your benefit is temporary respect, if your benefit is, is momentary pleasure, momentary pleasure. You see, these are, these are all things we have to rewire in our brain. Moment, you see, why people get angry, get angry on unnecessary things is because they want that pleasure of momentary pleasure. We want that, you know, because when you get angry, yeah, you, you exert, you know, those, you know th th that, that, those feelings. And the feeling makes you feel, you know, empowered. And that's what anger does. Anger makes you feel empowered. I don't like it. Don't, don't, don't ever say that to me. You see, you see, you see the expression of the soul. Almost like giving you this false sense of power, control. Why do people get angry? Because they feel they're out of control. Because they feel, amen, they're losing control. Because they feel they're not in charge. Because they feel insecure. Because they feel rejected or neglected. That's why we get angry. I'm going to be dealing with maybe anger tomorrow thereabout because we're going to be dealing with seven spirits that we find that are in, in control of this nation and of us, of course, you know, so many, so many lives. You know, the Lord highlighted this, you know, to me some some time back. But 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 the point that I quickly want to make this morning is it says I'm reading Hebrews chapter four because I want you to begin to change Hebrews four twelve. I want you to begin to change and see. The importance of your words. You know, the few grace, the few, excuse me, the few times the Lord has used me to heal people, to pray for people and see healing. It has always amazed me how my word can cause a reaction in somebody's life. When you lay, lay my hands on somebody and I say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you foul spirit, whatever that spirit is. I charge you in the name of Jesus Christ to leave. And you see people, start, they start shaking. And they start like, you know, and then they hit the floor. And, and he said, bring the person. Again. And it's not like when I say, bring the person, I say, okay, get me the cane. Or, or get me the belt. Let's get out this spirit. You use the same word. Words are power. Particularly words that are filled with divine energy. With the divine authority of God. I want you to begin to take this in. I want you to begin to, you know, begin to rehearse and begin to walk in the consciousness of what you say. Words can change life and words can destroy. For the word of God is alive and active. So the word is not just animated. It has mobility. Friends, are you following? The word is not just alive the word, amen, has mobility. It's not just alive. You know, something can be alive, but may not have mobility. It means the word, hallelujah. Listen to this. The Bible says, the words that I speak to you will not return to me void, but will accomplish. When I think about that word, I think of a guided missile. You know, these missiles, they, they create this day. Those guys are dangerous. Those guided missiles. Somebody is here and they're sending a missile to, to Kuwait, for example. And they're sending it to a particular, a particular military depot. That missile would not hit the airport. The, that missile will not hit something else. That missile will not go hit the president's house. The, that missile goes straight until that missile locates the depot impact that is how the word of god works that's why we need to be very careful when we use god's word we know jesus christ is the word but the word also itself can be sent on an errand the word can be sent on an errand particularly where 
we are in total agreement. Remember, the plan of God is for heaven and earth to be in divine agreement. Your kingdom come on earth as it is done in heaven. In other words, God wants to see a reflection of heaven and earth. What a ministry God has given to us. The Father wants to see a replica of himself on earth. So what we're doing, amen, is transforming, if you will, reforming the earth to look more like heaven. That is God's intention. That intention has not changed. That intention in the heart of the Father. And for that to happen, we say we have to correct the vessels, the instrument that God is using, that the Father wants to use to carry out this mission. All that we're doing on earth, amen, is to align our heart to fulfill God's purpose, God's intention on earth. That's why, you know, I've taken this position of prayer as my, as my lifetime ministry. To me, this is not just praying. This is not some passive prayer. This is active. This is the heart of my prophetic mandate. This is the heart, amen, of my apostolic calling. This is the heart, amen, of my intercessory grace that we stand and we use our word to change, to transform issues within the human sphere. The words, for the words of God is alive and active. Listen to this. It now begins to describe it. It says it's sharper than any double-edged sword. Is sharper. You've got to understand that, you know, Paul here is 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 comparing, amen, the ministry of the word to this to this innovation of sword that was created in his back in his day. All right, that this particular you know military people use a two-edged sword. I mean, that thing can go like this. <laughs> he said that he said the word of God because that's the only way people can understand what you know Paul is saying. All right? You have to have something in the human realm all right, in comparison to what you're trying to describe for there to be clarity. He said the word of God is sharper. Amen. That I, I'm not sure if, if, if we're the Egyptians that actually created this sword back then. I, I, I know that I used to, you know, I used to make a lot of research on this, this two-edged sword thing. But the, the point is, all right, Paul was, because you've got to create a picture. You see, all that Paul is trying, I like Paul the way he teaches. He uses natural things, just like our Lord Jesus Christ. He uses natural things to create an imagery of what he's trying to say. But, you know, kind of foolish people, they will reduce the, the things of God to, you know, natural kind of things. No, no, no. Basically, it's just an example. So he will use the, your relationship with Christ as, as a man will marry a woman. All right. So, so if, we, if we want to understand, say, get an image of what I'm trying to say. Get an image. That's why the image, our imagination must be sanctified. Some people, like we were talking yesterday, some people do not have the ability to think, to reason. They don't have what is called discretion. They cannot, they, they, they can't see what God is trying to say. They can't, they can't see because their heart, their mind has been corrupt, has been polluted. All kinds of garbage is there. So it's difficult for them to, compre to comprehend what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. He said, for the word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It, it, it penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit. That's a point. Alright? The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates. It it makes impact. It penetrates even to divide. Can you say that? There is no human. There is no science till today. There's no science, amen, that's been able to prove, that's been able to divide. All right? The, 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 the last I read, all right, about, you know, uh, 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 you know the, the psychology and the human brain is that the, suddenly somebody, you know, in fact, I think this is a, a Christian, you know, a, a, a scientist, and I think he's also a psychology, you know, psychologist who has been able to discover, all right, that that there is another aspect that defines how human thinks. Remember that science does not believe in the soul. Science does not believe that, all right, the soul that you know that the, that the human brain is subject to the soul. Science believes that, or everything we do is just based on the brain. But it's been proven that there's something, you know. At, you know, at, at, at the center, at the, at, the, at the core, you know, of, of, of the human heart, just between the heart, all right, that is sending impulse, that is sending signal, all right, to how the brain is wired, to how the brain reacts. I, I think I read that, you know, two years ago thereabout. So, so say they are proven, they say there must be something else 
outside the human heart. <laughs> that there's something else that is informing the brain. Because all the while, it's, it's all about the brain. He said, because they don't want to accept that God has given a man a soul. But that right now, they are debunking that, you know, that false theory. God, yes, there is a soul. All right? But, but that soul, you will agree with me, all right, that nobody can, can actually divide the reality of the soul with the spirit of man. Because all science will tell you is about, all right, the man, the man has a heart and he's got a brain, all right, to function and biology and all that. But man is beyond that. Man is a spirit being. And there is, there is, there is spirituality. Listen to this. There is spirituality. To the soul of man or else the devil will not be able amen to control man you see the devil can only operate and control in a place where he finds a sense of spirituality because the devil himself remember is a spirit being <laughs> the devil is a spirit being the devil is a fallen spirit being is a fallen angel angels are not humans so, so when the enemy wants to fight us, but he is being cast down into the earth. So when he wants to, when he wants to fight us, when he wants to attack us, he has to use, he, he, he has to connect with something. Listen to this. He has to connect with something that can interface the spirit realm and the human realm. And what is that thing? The soul. What is that thing? The soul. The soul is the only thing that can interface between the spirit realm and the human realm. That is our powerful the humans that is how potent that is how important because when god breathed on man the man became he didn't become a living spirit it became a living soul but he's a spirit you know what that means became a living soul it means it can interface the two realms the soul is the bridge between heaven and earth so your soul amen is the most important aspect of your life outside your spirit which is god's nature that for Jesus to be able to walk on earth, he needed to be given a body, meaning he must have a soul. <laughs> because he must be able to taste, he must be able to feel, he must be able to smell, he must be able to eat, he must be able to laugh, he must be able to cry, he must be able to smile. All those good personal realities of life are all definitions of the soul. And that's what the devil wants to corrupt. Because if he corrupts that, guess what? Your spirit just remains a caricature. Your spirit is just like... Ah. That's why you see a lot of people, they are born again, but it's like they cannot think. They're born again, but you look at the way they behave. You look at the way they talk. You look at their behavior. You ask yourself, are you truly born again? And they, they're all speaking scripture. Yes, because they've not understood that, they, you know, yes, their spirit is saved. But this rebellious aspect of their life, of their, you know, personality needs to be brought under the authority and the influence of the spirit man so that they can be complete. They don't understand that. So they're living, in fact, in a false realm of life. But yet you can see them. They seem to be doing certain powerful things in the spirit. But yet God is saying, no, no, I don't recognize you. Because listen to this. Listen to this. The Lord says, on that day, he will say to them, I do not recognize you. I do not know you. You say, you are workers of iniquity. You said, excuse me, how can, in, how, can, how can raising a dead person be defined as a work of iniquity? Because they will say to him in that day, did we not raise, in your raise the dead in your name? Did we not cast out devils in your name? Did we not do this in your name? How can you say to us, depart from me, workers of iniquity? Amen. Because listen to this, the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. So you can be operating in some pseudo spiritual manifestation while your soul is in rebellion to the will of God. Ask me, I have been in that thing. I have walked in it. So I'm not just speaking theory. I am speaking experience. I've, I've lived my life in, in, in a false deception where I'm walking in power here. But on the other side of me, I completely disagree with what I'm doing. You see, and that is the that is the harsh, that is the most difficult, challenging. That is the you don't want to find yourself in, in that in that realm. Unfortunately, that is where most Christians are today. What they are professing, you say they, they, these people are drawing near to me with their mouth, but their heart, their heart representing their soul, but their heart is what far from me. That's the height of hypocrisy and deception, and that's what we find in the body of Christ. We're divided. 
And that's why the enemy continue to what? To defeat us. Because as long as we remain divided in our personality, in our inner life, in our structure, we will never be able to carry out all this thing that we're talking about. Kingdom, the prophetic, apostolic, all this. They're just rhetorics. Until the soul comes in alignment to the authority, to the position of the spirit, our words are empty words. In fact, the devil will continue to resource you to do things for him. You know, you're doing things for him, but you're calling Jesus. <laughs> you're doing things for him, but you're calling Jesus. He will continue to empower you and resource you because he knows that you're not in agreement. The only time the devil is afraid of you is when your soul comes under divine sur surrender, the divine submission. When your, when your soul comes under alignment and in agreement with the, with the will of God. Ah, the devil is afraid of you. He's afraid of you. Because he knows that he can no longer manipulate you. He cannot use your emotion. He cannot use your need. He cannot use your want. He cannot use you know, the opinion of people to manipulate you. What are the things that destroy us? People's opinion. How we feel. All right? Somebody left you. Somebody rejected you. Somebody you know, said something. Somebody took something from you. All right? You lost your house. All right? You lose your husband. You lose your child. You know? All those things. Amen? Minister to what? To the soul. They cause Pain, whatever can cause you pain, can be used to destroy you. If we don't know how to manage our pain, manage our, our, our sorrow, manage our disappointment, manage our failure. If we don't know how to manage amen, our, you know, our pride, we don't know how to regulate our pride, we don't know how to bring ourselves, you see, when, 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 when things easily excite you, you easily get excited about things, you need to be careful. Because that, that itself amen, is a loophole. It means there's something about your soul that is crying for, you know, for, for attention. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> People who are easily excited are easily manipulated. You see, Joy is not just about jumping and running around. No, joy is a state of the spirit. And it's called the fruit of the spirit. Oh, come on, friends. There's so many things we need to begin to unpack. Because it's from here that the spirit man will be so empowered. Yes, it's from here we begin to actually know our position of, of, of authority and inheritance. It's from this place we'll be able to advance, amen, into the place of, of total victory. You don't want to have victory at this point. Look at all these kings in the Bible. They started well. They finished in disappointment. Look at them, all of them. They were all judged by time. Time, judge, even David, that is one of our chief, you know, example in scripture. Time, judge all of them. Bible says the words, amen, are written, are given to us as our example, as our example, that we learn from these things. We learn from them. So you ask yourself, what, what made David to fall? What made, amen, Jeroboam to fall? What made these great kings, these powerful reformers, what made them? Look through history. People who started well. Why is it that they get to a point, the law of diminishing return begins to take place in their life. They begin to nosedive. Why? Why is it that when we get towards a point that we almost reach the top, suddenly we lose momentum? We begin to come down. Why? Why? These are things we have to find out and we have to correct if we're going to be the finishing generation. If we are going to finish our work and please the Father. If we are going to please the Father in our day. Listen to this. Stop deceiving yourself by saying, well, I'm a spirit man. But your soul is totally in disagreement. But your soul is in rebellion. But your soul, amen, is, 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 is doing his own thing. Always want to make your point known. Always want, you know, uh, 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 people to, to, you know, to believe and to accept what you say. You don't have to always be right in the eyes of men. Doesn't mean that you're not right in the eyes of God. 
You don't always have to be right in the eyes of men. That doesn't mean that you're not right. It's between you and him. You're right in the eyes of God. Some people are so, their soul is so very much alive. The struggle of their life, my God, is 10 times bigger than themselves. Their soul has got layers upon 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 layers of falsehood. So for you to be able to reach the core of that person, oh my, you will sweat. I know people like that. You can't reach them. Why you're trying to, you know, get them? Why truth is trying to penetrate and bring them? Because you've got to come to a deal of vulnerability for, for you to accept truth. But, but this, they will always defend themselves. They, there's always, you know, the next defense system. There's always the next defense system. <laughs> you can't catch them. There's always the next defense system. You will never hear them say, I'm sorry. You will never hear them say, ah, but I missed it. But, but you see, he who cannot repent cannot be transformed. The word of God must be able to penetrate even to the dividing of the soul and spirit. What's another point that I want to bring out here? Listen to this. Only the word of God can differentiate for us the operations of the soul from that of the authenticity of the spirit. Only the piercing, div dividing word of God can separate for us. If you ever see the, the operation of soul and spirit without the ministry of the word of God in your life, I can bet you you will not be able to identify the two. Many of the things we call ministry, Christianity, church, you know, prophetic, apostolic, you know, God's initiative. I'm, I'm telling you, they are the operations of human soul. They are the operation of human idea. They are the things that we, we conjure from our own idea. God never sent us to do those things. Sunday people will gather. The church is jam-packed. That's the soul in operation. But guess what? We'll call it God. Only the ministry of the word of God and this ministry of the word at this level has to be prophetic. It must have the full manifest reality of a prophetic character for you to be able to identify. I was reading a scripture two days ago or three days ago. You know, I think Jeremiah 29 about this false prophet that challenged the position of Jeremiah. You remember? When, 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 when Jeremiah declared, guys, captivity is coming and you're going to be there for 70 years. This prophet called Anania, I guess his name is Anania. The Bible says he came to the temple. He stood before Jeremiah. He stood, he called the priest. He called the people. You know, and as I was reading and, and, and it's like God, the father was describing the way this guy came with, with pomposity and arrogance. He's a prophet too. I, what I was reading, I said, this, these are the clash of the prophetic. The clash of two prophets. Here's this guy coming. He looked at, you know, this, you know, ancient looking white beard. Almost like frilled Jeremiah, you know, standing there with his walking stick. You know, sometimes I like to picture these people. I love them. These are our fathers. They've gone ahead of us. He's standing there and giving the word of God. He's been prophesying for many years to the nation of Israel to repent. Finally, God gave him a word. These people, there's nothing I can do again. In fact, at a point, the Lord was saying, if you call this person to intercede, you call that one to, I'm not going to listen. Captivity is their portion. Imagine you begin to prophesy. South Africa, captivity is coming. 70 years captivity. You begin to prophesy to nations. You begin to tell people. People don't, you read, go read it. Jeremiah 29. People don't like, you know, you give them, you know, prophecies like that. That God's judgment is coming. They don't like it. So this guy is a man of the people. <laughs> he wants to give the people, you know, some encouragement and, you know, some nice word. So he comes. You know, I can imagine this guy very, you know, a, 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 a expressive you know like some of our people today they have all the linguas they have all the linguas they they, they know how to how, how to dot their t's they, they know all those things they come and he says two years after two years god is gonna destroy babylon and he's gonna restore 
call his people back. <laughs> Two years. I was still thinking about the word this morning. Or was yesterday night or this morning. As a prophet given 70 years compared to two years. I mean, which one are you going to choose? <laughs> if I was there, I'm going to choose two years. Two years at least is closed by 70 years in captivity. What kind of a prophet are you? What's going to happen to our homes, our family, our business, our career, all these things? Come on, Jeremiah. Come on, Isaiah. Don't you think you're going too far? You know, we say this thing, people think you're going too far. But you don't even understand the heart of the prophetic and what makes God to declare and proclaim certain things. You read it, it's in the scripture. This guy comes and Jeremiah is saying, I pray and I hope that you're right. It's my desire that after two years that, you know, the people of the Lord will be restored back. Okay. And the Bible says that Jeremiah walked away. He was leaving. He was going. <laughs> Please pardon me that I'm laughing because this is just so funny. This guy, I remember Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah is dramatizing. You know, Jeremiah is a, is a, is a dramatic prophet. He dramatized, you know, his prophetic, you know, uh, expression. Sometimes I also do that. Sometimes, you know, I've not done that for a long time, but sometimes I do that. Especially when that thing, you know, is so burdening your heart. You, the Father will allow you. In fact, I believe my entire life is, is, a, is, a, is a drama to the nation of South Africa. But many people don't even know it. They can't even see. They can't understand that. So that's, that's by the way. <laughs> so here's Jeremiah with a wooden, you know, uh, um, yoke. You, you know, the yoke you use uh, in, uh, in plowing the ground where you want to plant a seed, you know, the, the kind of yoke they put on the, you know, the, the, the cow neck or whatever it is, or horse to plow. So, yes, Jeremiah with a yoke on his neck, uh, you know, with a wooden yoke on his, on his neck. This guy, out of zeal, went. He took the yoke from Jeremiah's neck and broke it. Jeremiah was still going. And the Lord said, Jeremiah, go back and say to the guy, say to that foolish young prophet who doesn't understand my ways, tell him, you have broken the yoke of wood for you to inherit, the nation will inherit the yoke of iron. I said, God. Friends, if we don't understand the operations of the soul, from that of the spirit, I'm telling you, you will fall for that which sounds ministry. But it's an operation. It's a full operation of the soul. Yet people call it ministry. They call it Jesus. They call it God. They call it, they call it, they give it all kinds of name. As long as people can wear a tie, they can have a chain, they can have suit, they can whatever. You know, all the things that we do in the natural realm that tells us, oh, that's a man of God. Oh, that's a ministry. As long as we can do all that, it's God. But guess what? If you don't have the dabar, the word of the Lord, you don't have that, what is called that two-edged sharp penetrating word of God. You cannot even discern when Lucifer is standing before you. It's a double, this word is sharper than two-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing, even to the dividing, even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit. May God give us this day as we grow in him, as he begins to call us into this new order. May he grant us the ability to be able to see, to be able to discern as we walk in the ministry of the word, the difference between the operations of the soul and that of the spirit. Because listen to this, God will not sanction that which is of the soul. That doesn't mean that the devil will not empower it. Oh, come on. Come on, friends. I say God will not sanction that which is of the operations of the soul, but it does not mean that the devil will not sanction it. Because all we want to see in our day is what? Manifestation. So many of us will be deceived by manifestation. Because the devil has given that in life. That is a soul. It's something that is produced by your suke, by the fallen mind, by the fallen kind of human mind. Yet the devil is empowering that thing. Yes. Yes, the false prophet will, will be able to give life to the beast. That thing will speak. That thing will speak. 
Nothing will speak. It's a day of great deception. But that is why the Father is highlighting this point. That we are not easily carried away. That we are not deceived. That we are not moved. Then the Bible says if the days were not cut short, even the very elect will be deceived. What will make us to be deceived? Because we will sample the thing. We will sample the thing by our soul power. This thing looks nice. This thing sounds like God. This thing looks authentic. Hello? <laughs> This thing looks wonderful. This thing looks glorious. Uh -uh. Uh, it's of the soul. It's of the, it's of the soul. This thing is produced by Saul. It's not from the house of David. What, what do we learn from the house of David? He, he's a man, hallelujah, who taught us patience. He taught us the fruit, the virtue of patience. When he had the authority and the position, hallelujah, to kill Saul. Who was after him? He said, no, my soul, I will never do it. You dare not touch the anointed of the Lord. Leave him. There is a day God has appointed for me. When my day comes, I will be king. I will not take, I will not take revenge. I will not take this thing by my own power. David will not use his own power to take the throne. That is what we learn from the house of David. But Saul, uh -uh. Saul would take it. He would take every man he sees around that looks lanky, that looks like he can fight. The Bible says all the men are with Saul, but none one could fight Goliath. There's something we learn from the house of David. That that house of David is an operation of the spirit, even though we see the devil attack. Yes. That even in our day where we walk in the spirit, we need to consciously live by the spirit. Or else the day we are going, amen, walking on, on the tramp or walking, amen, on that wall, trying to rest. The enemy will position a woman naked, battling. We look at that thing, you look at it again, you're gone, you're done for. Now we get in this, friends. It's a principle. What we're sharing here, what I'm sharing is a principle. So don't take it literal. Take it as a principle. The devil, it may not just be a woman, it may be something else. It could be a man, it could be God knows what. And it will create the right atmosphere, the right timing. You will fall for it. That's what is called a trap. The devil likes to set traps. You know, if you want to catch a mice, you want to catch a rat, you must set a trap. You know? I was a, I was a rat, you know, a rat running my house some time back. I got, a, I got a trap. I, I, I got this thing that the chi Chinese people make. You know, it's like a glue. You just put it somewhere where you know the the rat. You know, the the the, the, the rat comes. You just put a foot there. Yeah, you need to put a foot there. And I went back there some time back. I think I left the thing for almost two, three, two, three days. I just went one evening. Let me even check if this thing works. Here's the rat. You've been caught. <laughs> Many of us, all right, are like there because we're looking for food. Yes. While we're looking for food, we get trapped. Where we're looking for pleasure, we get trapped. Where we're looking for strength, we're looking for God knows what. You're looking for somebody's affirmation. You get trapped. The devil never uses, amen, what you don't, what you don't need to, to entrap you. He uses your passion. He uses your... So if you still have lust, lust is what is going to entrap you. If you still have pride in you, he's going to use that thing. If you have anger, he's going to use that thing. If you have hatred, he's going to use that thing. If you have anger, whatever it is, he's going to use that thing. Never you think you're going to escape. The Bible says, amen, no one will escape. No, nothing can hide. There is no secret that will not be exposed. So you better expose yourself and deal with that thing before the enemy uses that thing. Look at, look at great men of God. They've been hiding, doing their thing. Nobody sees them. The devil put plant something. They entrap them. They all entaminate the womb. Friends, we, I'm saying this with all burden in my heart so that we, we align ourselves. We correct the things that need to be corrected. Don't, pam, don't, don't permit your soul to drive your life. Do not permit your soul to be the driver of your life. That thing is going to lead you into an accident. That's a word for somebody. Do not permit your soul to be the driver of your life. Is that thing will lead you to you know to commit to you know to have an accident. There's nothing good that comes out of the soul at the end of the day. 
the pleasure, it may start well. You may enjoy it. It may be a wonderful pleasure. Read the scripture. Proverbs chapter 6 tells us that. They say great kings are falling, you know, from the trap of this woman. <laughs> great kings, powerful kings. Our house, amen, is a burial ground of great, great kings, powerful people. The devil will bring them down. Yes, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we sense your spirit. We sense your word. We sense your proclamation this morning. We sense your declaration. We embrace your word. We embrace, we embrace, we embrace. We embrace, we embrace, we embrace your dealings. Father, give us, oh God, a, 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 an appetite for your, for your word, for your truth, oh God. But give us a displeasure, a displeasure for sin, a displeasure for soul life. Give us, baptize us, oh God, with a passion to, to displease that which honors the soul. We want our soul to be redeemed. The soul is not evil. You created the soul to enhance our work with you. You, and you, gave, us, you gave us our soul to, to enhance our work with you. So the enemy cannot have control over that which you gave to us. No. We refuse that. We refuse to submit and to subject ourselves to the operations and to the manipulations of the powers of darkness. We refuse to be jumping around, running around, looking for what is not there. We come back home to deal with the real issue. We are the issue. And help us this day, O oh God. As your spirit continues to speak to us, help us to align, to align, to agree with your word. Oh, hallelujah. Now, I'm going to read this morning's prayer confession. That's what I call it the soul food. This one I wrote down because the Lord woke me up this morning and began to speak to me about this. So if you're ready, this will be our soul food for today. So if you want to repeat after me, repeat after me. Father, this day, I once again bring my soul and its faculty under the scrutinization of your word. Father, this day, I once again bring my soul and its faculty under the scrutinization of your word and in such light. I know that my soul can be very deceptive in hiding and camouflaging its fallen character beliefs. Every lie hidden in my soul under the guise of good works, religion, culture, and freedom that, that has its source from the powers of darkness and that does not surrender and submit to the leading of your spirit, I reject. I refuse to continue to be manipulated by my unregenerated soul. I reject the voice of the soul that is not in consonant with your spirit. I look deep into my soul. Every form of false belief, false behavior, wrong pattern of reasoning, wrong ideologies, false self-esteem, fear, doubt, lack of trust, insecurity, That have been produced through the foundation of rejection. This day, I refuse them in my life. I reject them. I proclaim this day, I receive newness, new life, new grace, new wisdom, new understanding. I am becoming aware that the pattern of my thinking plays a key role in the way I see myself. I see the world and everyone around me. I am aware that if I don't yield my soul in totality in agreement to the healing process of your word through the power of meditation and prayer, the enemy will continue to control me until he seeks to destroy me. I therefore refuse to give myself to the act of ignorance that can destroy me. I yield myself to the knowledge. I yield myself to your knowledge, the knowledge of your Holy One. I give myself to the ministry and values of biblical truth. I decide this morning to turn away from wrong pattern of thinking through the help of the Holy Spirit. I detach myself from people, from the expectation of people. I detach myself from the expectation of people. I break away from the yoke of false human approval. I declare that my life is now beginning to 
realign to the expectations of Christ. I am your son. I yield my life to the ministry of sonship. I yield to your correction. I yield to your exaltation. I yield to your words of comfort. I yield to your I, I yield to your to your word of deliverance. I yield to the ministry of correction. I bind my soul and its entire faculties to your healing staying power. I bind my emotion to the regulation of your authority. My life is determined by your expectations and your dealings. I commit myself to see that your will and purpose and plan will be accomplished in my life. I commit myself to your ways. I break away from insecurity. I break away from every form of dysfunctionality. I will not be a man pleaser. I belong to Christ and his kingdom. My soul is free from every satanic influence and manipulation. I receive in the name of Jesus the authority of truth in my life. I am guided by truth. I am guided by light. I am guided by a way. I am guided by your desire. This day I proclaim my life is renewed, transformed. My mind is renewed, transformed. I proclaim and I declare that I am a new creation. I declare that I do not source life from this fallen world. I draw life and inspiration from that which comes from above. I receive the wisdom that comes from above. I receive light in the name of Jesus. I declare there is no darkness in me. In the name of Jesus, I am renewed. I am transformed. I am empowered. I am reformed. I am restored. In the name of Jesus, I declare that I am in Christ Jesus. His glory begins to radiate in my life. His beauty begins to radiate in my life. I declare I'm a, I'm a proof producer. I'm a proof producer. I birth forth. I bring forth fruit after God's kind. In the name of Jesus, I produce the fruit of love, the fruit of joy, the fruit of peace, the fruit of temperance, patience, kindness, self-control, the, the fruit of meekness. In the name of Jesus, I receive of the virtue of Christ. My life is renewed, transformed. I declare I am creative. I declare I am productive. I declare I am transformed in the name of Jesus. Lord, I yield myself to the principles, to the authority of your word in the name of Jesus. Father, we honor you. We bless you this morning. We receive, oh God, this soul food. We declare in Jesus' name that our life, oh God, this morning is transformed in power by the spirit of life in the name of Jesus. Father, I just give you glory this morning for that which you have continued to do, for that which your spirit has continued to produce and birth in our life in Jesus' name. Well, that is today's soul food. That's today's declaration. I want to believe that somehow... You, 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 you know, you've been able to partake and receive of that which you have proclaimed. Well, obviously, you can listen to this later on. So if you, don't, if you didn't get everything that I've you know, said, you can always you know, download uh, or you just go back and listen to it. Please, uh, uh, if, you're, if you're connecting, please just uh, give us a like on, you know, uh, uh, um, on the platform that we use, the Anchor platform. You can you know, drop a comment there or if it's connected to uh, a YouTube, please do that because we, we're trying to also increase our stacks. We want people to, you know, uh, these platforms to at least to see, all right, that people are liking what we're doing, all right, because that's how it works in the world system. For, for Personally, I don't really care, but for if we want to, continue to do what we're doing all right like i said youtube will not allow us to you know to do a live stream of this because you don't have a thousand followers can you imagine what that is to ministry imagine the number of people that would have been blessed this morning with what we're doing but because you don't have a thousand followers and so you can't do that all right so please in whatever way you can assist us to like to put a comment in what we're doing all right share how you feel put it there all right regardless of who uh you know what people think or say just just do it amen if a, if a word blesses you let it be a blessing to others amen uh if we're not living our life under the guise on the control of other people let's follow christ and let's follow what the spirit of the lord is doing so thank you everyone this morning again it's always my pleasure i was really looking forward to this morning uh, uh, um time with you guys because the lord woke me up so very early in the morning just began to speak to me like i said this is the first time that in fact i sat down to write down you know this prayer which is a bit strange to me because i just like the thing to flow but anyhow we just allow the spirit of god to lead us and to guide us amen so this is how we want to continue to live our life and build our life so remember <clears throat> that you know uh, uh 
as you go through the day, don't allow yourself, amen, to be controlled, to be manipulated by your soul. Because that's what the soul does. All right? Uh, people cannot manipulate you, amen, if your soul has not opened up, amen, for, for manipulation. All right? So let, let's, let's, be, let's be liberated, amen. Flow by the Spirit. Bible says to as many that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. That used to be one of my best scriptures. To as many that are led by the Spirit. Let's not be led by the soul. Don't allow the soul to be pushing you around there. Do what God wants you to do. When the Lord speaks to you. You know one thing about, about working with God is you have to develop that nature, that character, that consistent, continual you know, life of the Spirit. It is from that point that in fact you can begin to trust yourself. Because there are a lot of things that people hear. They say it's God. And in fact, it's not God. You know why? Because they have not built that spiritual continuity. They have not, you see, we build trust in the things of the Spirit based on our walk with God, based on our consistency with God. You understand? If, 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 if you know somebody, you are in relationship with somebody, and you've known that person, let's say for the past three, four, seven years, you've known that person, you've known that person, all right? If that person comes and gives an advice, guess what? You immediately take it because you know. Because you know that person. Like I told you, a friend of mine that I, I used to know, we used to be very close, is in, is in London now with his family. But the first time I wanted to come, you know, in fact, the second time that I wanted to come to South Africa, you know, I just called him and said, look, what do you think? I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling somehow about this thing, but I'm not too sure. What do you think? Do you think I should, you know, uh, 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 make my trip this year? I just need you to confirm something in my spirit. And he said, no, I don't think you should go this year. Maybe do it next year. And that was all I needed to hear. You see, when you have close, prog you know, close proximity, a close relationship with people that are spiritual, it's easy for you amen, to, to understand and to test what God is saying than to wake up and say, oh, the Spirit of the Lord is telling me, only for you to realize two, three years down the line, that wait a minute, the Lord never really spoke to me. We must have people in our life, all right, that can affirm and confirm what God is saying to us. But that does not happen cheaply. You have to build relationship. You have to build strong spiritual relationship. You have to dig deep for that kind of... And it's the same principle that applies to your own life. Remember, for those, for those of you that did not connect earlier, I was talking about the agreement of the soul and the spirit and the body. Many people are not in agreement with themselves. So why they're saying this thing, but another aspect, amen, they're hearing something else from a different frequency, all right? Some people are just hearing what they want to hear, not because the Lord is actually speaking to them, all right? And the enemy, because the soul is very, like I said, remember, only the word of God can allow us to divide, to accurately divide the difference between what the soul is saying and what the spirit is saying. So sometimes it's the soul speaking to us. Why we actually believe, because listen to this, believe is an act that you develop. Believe is an act we develop and it comes through relationship. You never believe in people that you don't trust. Come on. If you don't trust that which the Spirit of God, amen, is doing based on the principle of God's word, guess what? You have no, you have no belief because belief is a product of trust. So, so let's, not carry our, let's not get ourselves deceived and be carried away all right, by zeal without knowledge. We want to have a zeal, amen, that is built on the knowledge of the revelation, amen, of the intentions and the speakings of God. So basically, that's what I'm saying. All right. So tomorrow, by the grace of God, we will continue. I hope that I've been able to impart your life this morning. I hope, I believe that I've been able to drop something within your spirit that you can walk on through the day. Yes, these are days where we need to constantly walk on ourselves. Amen. Never you get tired. Never you get tired of walking on yourself. Never you get tired, amen, of aligning. Amen. You, you, your soul wants to go crazy. Ah, you bring the soul back. Ah, ah. You're going to listen to God. You're going to do the bidding of God. You're going to walk in the ways of God. And the more you do that, the more your soul begins to surrender to the place and to the pleasure of the Father. And the more the enemy begins to lose his, his, his authority and his influence over your life. The enemy only have influence over our life to the degree, listen to this, to the degree he has control over our soul. Thank you so much, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your morning. Bye-bye. Bless you.